Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first episode of The Table. <laughs> um, as a group, we're going to explore matters relevant to the millennial Christian. So we want these conversations to engage the young believer, to challenge our viewpoints, and to create a sort of space of accountability that would encourage us to communicate more intentionally why we believe certain things and practice and support certain ideologies or practices. So listener, we invite you to join us at the table and listen in today as our conversations unfold. Today we're going to talk about the role of social justice in Christianity and whether or not it should play an active role in our faith. So panelists, thank you for joining me and I'm excited to hear what you're going to bring to the table. Let's everyone just go around and say your name, your first name, so that the listener has an idea of who's speaking. Hi, I'm Tisha. Hi, I'm Doxa. Hi, I'm Richard. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Gloria. So let's start by defining what activism is. Here I have pulled up (laughs) the new Oxford American Dictionary's definition of the term. And they define it as the policy or action of using vigorous campaigning to bring about political or social change. Do you guys agree with that sentiment? I do, especially um, I feel like in this day and age, activism is such a big thing because stuff that went on back in the day is coming back now especially with the whole black lives matter and like all these changes that we're going through and i think um it's a great if you use it positively it's a great way to get your message across um to maybe people who are closed-minded it's a way to positively open their minds to things that you know they didn't think of before yeah definitely because i think activism is essential because if it doesn't produce change or anything at least it gets the conversation started it puts something in the forefront to see okay this is an issue we have to address it because if somebody doesn't stand up for something it doesn't really become a thing Uh, i would say most definitely i think um it speaks to the spirit of like the nation or like a certain group a certain group um because at the end of the day like there are certain frustrations that I never talked about, or either at school or in a work setting, that when activism happens, when people come together um, upon that issue or um, feeling a certain type of way, it's discussed and it's brought to the forefront. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I feel like activism is, like, it's in the word that you're actively being um, involved in whatever social movement or political thing you're trying to push. So I feel like the definition is sufficient. How do you think activism should look in a Christian setting? What do you think that should look like? Well, I guess my throwback question is, should activism have a look? Hmm. Is is it supposed to look a certain way? Or is it subjective? I don't feel like it has to look a certain way at all. I feel like we see it often as like people going out and protesting or campaigning. And I think when we, well, Often when people think of activism, we think of like people who are very um, like angry or something like that. But you don't necessarily have to be like that to be an activist. So do you do we see activism anywhere in the Bible, like biblically or historically speaking? Um, Yeah, I think Jesus was an activist. Mm -hmm. Um, He wasn't, you know, he always campaigned for other people, whether it was women or children or the poor, the sick, like. He was, he was our, he is our activist, and I definitely believe that. Yeah, most definitely. Like, if you look in the Bible, even from the Old Testament, the whole book of Judges is about God putting people in place that literally judge on behalf of Israel because they're being oppressed. 
So God literally puts one person in place, and that person stands in the place of fighting for the rights of Israel against their enemies. So even in the Old Testament, you see it. I think we see it with um, Moses. Mm-hmm. We also see with I think if I'm not if I'm not mistaken Nehemiah as well because when he went back to rebuild. There were people, there were other Jews that were being treated poorly, and then he called everybody out on it. It's like, mm-hmm. how can you treat your own people that bad? But it was like, for him, I think for him, we don't see that as activism because it's like, in the Old Testament, everybody kind of rushes to the New Testament because mm-hmm. you're like, okay, well, Jesus did this and this and this. But it's like, if you look at the Bible as a whole, it is a book of activism. Like somebody stands up for something and then change happens. And then mm-hmm. if there's a step back, another person stands up and then change happens. So the whole book is about activism, if you think about it. Do you think it should be labeled as Christian activism? No, absolutely not. Because... I feel like why should there be a distinction? Like, I guess you can maybe say there should be a distinction when it comes to, like, how far we go with our activism because some people, like, you know, they kind of get a little extreme. So maybe Christians, according to our beliefs, we won't go that extreme. But in a way, it should look the same. So considering that there are social justice movements, for instance, that exist right now, Do you think Christians should get involved in those movements without any different approach? Like, should they keep the guidelines that are there? Or should our approach look different because of the role that, like, Jesus plays in our life or whatever? I think the role that Jesus plays has to do with how we approach it. But I don't think how, you know, we should just change, like, how it's done. But um, to touch on something that you did say, Megan, I do think there is, like, radical Christian activists. Um, anything in this world, there's always an extreme to it. So it's also how we how we see things. Because, mm. you know, what's the difference between a Christian, like a radical Christian activist and a radical activist? It's like the foundation is pretty much like the same. It's just the way they go about things and maybe the way they speak is different. I think there should be Christian activists or a Christian a Christian way of doing activism. I think that you should always have like the goal at the end of the day, like we're called to love and, and to show love in everything that we do. I think with with the different act, activist movements, I don't even know how to say it properly, but <laughs> um, with the different movements, they're focused on a specific thing. But if you call yourself a Christian activist, like you kind of got to keep an open perspective or open mind towards everything. You have to be mindful about everything. You know, the Bible tells you to pray for the nation, to to watch and pray. So, like, it's not just about, you know, let's just say the Black Lives Matters movement, but it's also about, like, advocating for... Do I really want to say that? Um, <laughs> I think you're not about to say all lives matter. No, um, advocating... <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that, but advocating for, you know, what the LGBTQ community community is really trying to say and what, what they're really going through and, and stepping into that as Christians because that's our business too. You know what I mean? So not, not just matters that affect what affect us, but also matters that affect the nation in general. So I guess go off on what everybody's kind of said. There has to be Christian activism and then regular activism. Because if you think about it, Christians were called to be 
and the salt of the world. We're called to be different no matter what. We can't just say we're activists and that's it. We have to kind of differentiate what it is to be a Christian activist. We have to set examples. So if somebody's doing radical activism, it's like, well, I believe what you, like, I stand for what you're going for, but this is my approach to it based on my belief. So once that dis- distinction, well, I can't speak, distinction is made, then you have two different things at that point. So mm-hmm. there has to be a Christian activism and then regular activism. Unless we're just going to blend with the whole thing, and then that kind of just defeats the purpose of being a Christian, because mm-hmm. you can't blend. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't blend, but you're not supposed to. So what do you think... Um Besides violence, like, what do you think um, radical, like, you know, radical activists or Christian activists, besides, you know, nonviolence, what do you think considers them to be that, a radical Christian activist, and how to, how do you think avoiding going down that path? I think essentially it's understanding why you're protesting or why you're being an activist, like, understanding the cause. If you understand the cause and you're like, okay, well, this is it. I'm going to go above, like, board. I'm going to stay in line with what it is and go for it. Because the thing we see with what makes people radical is, like, they understand what they're going for, but then they push their own agenda as well. It's like, okay, well, black lives matter, but now I hate all white people. And it's like, how did we get here? It's like, (laughs) we're pushing black lives matter, not we hate white people. So it's like, you have to kind of take your personal sentiment out of it and see, it's like, okay, this is what we're advocating for. We're going to focus on it, and we're going to do it in the best way we know how. And for us Christians, it's in love. Mm. That's it. That's it. Mm. Okay. So on this note of like acting in love and acting from a place of advocacy for like oppressed or marginalized groups, not all, disclaimer, like not all Christians have the same beliefs. So how do you feel about Christians supporting the individuals within those movements that support the things that they don't believe in? Is activism for a cause or for the person? Mm. I think it's for the it's for the cause because it's it's what you're um, campaigning for. It's not necessarily for a person. It's like yeah, you might be helping or whatever the case is, but there's a bigger picture. You gotta always look at the bigger picture at the end of the day. I mean, do you know of an example like where like person versus cause? Um, like I guess an example would be for like with the Trayvon Martin thing. If you're only marching for Trayvon Martin, mm-hmm. you're doing it for the person. Oh, but if yeah. you're marching for Black Lives Matter, it's a bigger cause. It's every black person or every black body. Okay, so in the books of Zechariah and Isaiah, we see very often that we're called to be a charitable people. Mm-hmm. Um, is charity a form of activism, and to what extent is it a form of activism? Mm-hmm. I don't think charity is a form of activism. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, I guess a form of activism in terms of charity would probably be like trying to advocate for laws in place so that everybody is, you know, above like a comfortable, like living wage. But like if I go out and I give to the poor, that's me giving to like a group of people. I can go and give to the poor 300 times, but if I don't make structures for the poor to mm-hmm. come out of poverty, mm-hmm. I'm not really an activist. I'm just yeah. a charitable person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then the other way is activism a form of charity? Jesus. Can we define charity? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's define charity. Okay. Uh, can someone pull that up, actually? I think charity in itself, the act of giving to the poor, 
could be considered activism because you're you're a drawing awareness to the fact that there's something to do or that there's a problem that poor people exist. If we're talking about charity, if we're defining charity as giving to people who do not have, mm-hmm. let's just use that as an example. Okay. Um, that is activism. A, you're drawing attention just by addressing the problem. Your act is drawing attention. Think about all the all, all the big charitable groups out there that you know call people to action on a certain thing, and then it has the additional benefit of doing something, having an act that affects something for the positive. So you know, I think charity is in itself like. Uh, uh, like fitting under the activism umbrella in a really special and powerful way. Okay, so the pushback on that is if I go out and I give to the less fortunate and there are not cameras and things out there, the awareness is not being brought up. Does not does not does that like negate the fact that it's activism at that point? But my question then is: Does activism need an audience mm-hmm. to? Activism, need an audience. To I, activism I like, does need yeah, an audience. Like that's the point because you're trying to draw attention to a problem. So it's like if I'm out here marching for Black Lives Matter by myself, nobody's seeing me. Like, what's the point of me <laughs> doing that? You know. But when when we initially were defining activism, mm-hmm. we um, said it can look very differently. Mm-hmm. So do all forms of activism have to have an audience to affirm it as a form of? activism you know like if i go out and march and there are no cameras and there are no people watching the march is that not activism anymore that's going for a jog (laughs) (laughs) i I think if i think it was it was a selma i think i was watching a movie selma or something like that and when there was a group that they had been like on the ground working extra hard and then mlk came in with the cameras and lights and then their like job basically got Overshadowed, and they felt some type of way like, I've been out here slaving for this, and you just came in with your camera and shine, and everybody now is paying attention. So I think it's a two edged sword in a way because it's like you don't have to get the cameras to go out and you know be an activist or like protest or anything, but it also helps with the cameras because it draws an attention to it that needs it's like. It becomes like a catalyst to push it forward, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Richard, uh, can you define what activism is? Activism. The policy or action of using vigorous campaigning to bring about political or social change. Campaigning is right in the definition. Mm-hmm. Right. To socially change, you have to you reach out there. to the society. But I dislike how people run to like social media first. I think it should start with a communal approach first like reaching your community actually going out there and reaching people like face to face not just getting on Facebook live and, and talking about like, we here right now you know all spaghetti matters like it, 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 <laughs> you, you know what I mean and not not, not to demean the, the actual movements but I don't want to mention a specific one um, it's it's important to, to be intentional and really personable with it and get into people's faces with it not just be on social media and hide behind social media that's what I dislike hiding behind social media to to advocate for change you know what I mean so um not to like you know neglect your point but just looking back at the definition of activism like can we really call charity activism 
for real, because it says the policy or action of using vigorous campaigning to bring about political or social change. Charity, is that really activism? I guess yeah. not, but what bothers me about <laughs> activism is when nothing happens. No, but I, it can't be, though, because like, if you think about like, um, like, like people like the UN or something, and they go to like a country that there's like a lot of poverty and they they will throw that in your face constantly to you get aware of what the problem is and it brings some sort of social change to them because someone down the street will send that 50 cent down to wherever other country it is and because they saw that vigorous campaign on tv it's like oh <laughs> how they cue the flight to land on the top <laughs> i don't know but it's pretty impressive and because of that someone will send money and that might bring a change to a structure there that we're not aware of or how that how they dis, you know, disperse the money that's not our business but it brings awareness so charity is activism if it's in the public eye yeah mm-hmm. okay so would you say that activism is a form of charity then would charity be the umbrella and activism be under it mm-hmm. maybe Okay, so let's define charity first. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Casey, what was the definition you used for charity? I don't remember. I think it was like uh, <laughs> giving to those who don't have or something. Yeah, that was the okay. specific thing, giving to those who don't have. I mean, think about it. If there's a group of people who don't have a voice, like I'll get specific. Colin Kaepernick, um, and you know, a lot of athletes that have followed his his example and have started to use their platform to give voice to you know the fact that hey there's a whole there's a whole section of of the population that's afraid or being mistreated by you know the police that's meant to serve and protect all of us if that's why Colin Kaepernick was kneeling and that's why other people are kneeling with him they're giving voice to people who are otherwise voiceless. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if the majority of, you know, if, the, if they're worried about, you know, black men being harassed by cops or whatever, the majority of black men don't have the platform mm-hmm. or the voice that, you know, uh, starting quarterback or LeBron James has, mm-hmm. you know? And that's why people people always say, shut up and dribble, LeBron, or just play football right now, or this isn't the place. But it's like, hey, I mean, you're not going to listen to me, <laughs> Kingsley, uh, I mean, out here. You, you for three hours, your attention is on Colin Kaepernick or LeBron James while he plays this game, and then after the game, you get mad at uh, LeBron or whoever if they don't come to the press conference. Like when people blow off press conferences, reporters get mad. So here they have this platform and they have this voice, and it is charitable. It's a charitable act for them to give voice to our concerns. Because they have something we don't like that platform or that uh, or they have the opportunity to, and I don't have that opportunity. I can't speak to a million people in the uh, at a time about how like you know I one time went to South Carolina with my friends and we drove and it was me and my brother and I'm a black I'm black and my two friends are white. So we're driving through South Carolina to Myrtle Beach, and to get there, you have to get through the boonies of, or of Carolina, or, you know, Confederate flag country, you know? <laughs> so I'm nervous when we start getting south of Jersey, and I'm nervous, and I'm looking at my brother Charles. My two friends, they have nothing to worry about. They're not worried at all. They're fine. They're, they're fine in Confederate country. 
I'm probably fine in Confederate country. I might not be, you know, but that's that's a concern that I that's in the back of my mind. Yeah. I can't talk to a million people at a time about that. But, you know, LeBron can, Colin Kaepernick can. They can speak about issues and reach a wide audience and I can't. So it's sort of for me, yeah, that's a gift to me. Or I see that as charity to me because they're giving me something that I can't give myself, you know, raising that awareness for me. Definitely. And if you going back to Colin Kaepernick, like, think about it. What greater charity than a man sacrificing his whole career for the sake of what he believes in? Like, he was a millionaire. (laughs) Like, he probably still is. He's probably still eating a little bit, but, you know. Um, Inevitably, you're going to get pushback because people will be like, oh, he wasn't, he's, he, He's not a great. He wasn't a great quarterback, so that probably played. That probably played into it a little bit. He still made a little bit of money. Though. I think he could still play. He made a little bit of money. He could still probably play in the league, but he wasn't like an awesome quarterback. So I could see. It. But you know, because he wasn't awesome, and he his platform came with baggage. People mm-hmm. aren't going to be willing to take a chance on him because you know he's not great. If it's Tom Brady. Honestly, if it's Tom Brady and Tom Brady is like takes the same stance or has the same problem, Brady's probably gonna get a job wherever because he's great. But Cat, you know, he wasn't. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't so. Does anyone else have anything to add there regarding activism and charity and that relationship? Okay. So we might have touched on this a little bit, but as Christians, should our activism look different than the activism that already exists in the secular world? I mean, I think like both Doxa and Richard spoke to that a little bit. Like we're supposed to walk in love, you know. No, I'm not romantic about it, but I'm like you know. But I think sometimes, like practically, how does that look? I can tell you what it doesn't look like. Like the Westboro Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure everyone's yeah. like familiar with their mm-hmm. method of activism. I'm pretty sure Jesus would come back and turn those tables. You know, if he would, if, you know, I don't think that the, how they harass folks and uh, the message of hate they spew. Like I'm going to be explicit just for the sake of quoting, but I'm quoting. I don't think it's ever acceptable to say God hates fags. Mm-hmm. Or, or ever address that's that's a hate word, mm-hmm. and Jesus wouldn't call someone who's gay a fag. Jesus mm-hmm. wouldn't use a hate word. Mm-hmm. So when someone who's claiming Christ and saying they're doing this for the Bible is using hate speech as like part of their activism, that's not that's not Christ-like. That's mm-hmm. not Christ's example. Mm-hmm. I think how is really important. Or how is really important mm-hmm. if you're gonna engage in activism and you're Christian. Because you're speaking on behalf of, you know, the church in Christ. You know, you're saying you're following Christ's example. And, you know, if you're, if you're engaging in, like, political discussion or, or, or activism alongside people who aren't necessarily believers and followers, they're watching you to see how Christians behave, you know? Too often in this last political... Uh, in the last election or all the stuff that's arising, I feel like too often Christians are either too quiet or on like mm-hmm. the wrong side, especially evangelicals. I agree. I think um, the like how not to go about it, I think that's definitely like radical Christian activists. Mm-hmm. I think that's an example of taking it way too far and mm-hmm. kind of making it your own thing, just mm-hmm. like you were stating mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I think it all boils down to like love. Like we're we're supposed to love everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if a white man guns down a black man, we're supposed to stand for what we believe is right, right? He had no right to gun mm-hmm. down someone, right? Mm-hmm. We have to stand for that, but we also have to extend love in the way that's like. I don't hate you because you gunned him down, but what your action represents is what I hate. Like, I don't hate you as a person, but I hate what you did. And that's where, like, the lines get blurred for some Christians because now they take someone's, for lack of a better word, someone's sin and make it the person. It's like, oh, I hate you because you know you're gay. And it's like, no, I don't hate you. I hate homosexuality. And the thing is, like, it comes to a point where people start identifying people with their sin, and then it becomes the problem. You can't go around saying, oh, I hate you because you are a white person and you gunned down. It's like, no, what you did was wrong, and I hate what you did, but I don't hate you as the person. And I think that's the whole issue with the Westboro Baptist Church. Because they now make it as, I hate the people. And it's like, how can you hate the people when God has called you to love? And I think Christian activism looks like resilience, I mean, in, in one word. Mm-hmm. I think about Martin Luther King and how, like, one of his church members came and stabbed him. And then he was right back out there fighting for his cause. You know what I mean? So it, it's, it's, a, it's a thing of resilience, regardless of what's done to you, fighting and advocating for that change. And obviously being prayerful behind closed doors, but also being very vocal when you step outside, regardless of what may happen or what may not happen.